Hey Cam, do you do you find that like during quarantine you're you're eating a ton more than you normally would? Uh, no, not really. Why? I'm just around food all day, and like I'm I'm down to to basically my box of pancake mix. Uh, oh, you know which uh, you know which baseball player makes the best flapjacks? Hey, the batter. This is really how you want to start the first show. Oh hell yeah, son of a bitch. Damn. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast with your hosts, Riley's Rakes and the Big Chop Man. Hey everybody, welcome to your friendly neighborhood Braves podcast. This is the Chatting Average Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Butler, aka Riley's Rakes on Twitter. With me today and forevermore is Cam Matthews, Big Chop Man on Twitter. How you doing, Cam? What's shaking, bacon? Oh, not too much. Uh, you know, just uh, sitting here trying to do a baseball podcast without any baseball. Yeah, that is a uh, that is quite the conundrum, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, I'm sitting here with a, a glass of Elmer T. Lee. How about you? I am sitting here with a little bit of uh, Woodford Woodford Reserve, neat, uh, and enjoying life as best as I can right now, my friend. What uh, what's it, what's it like for you over there? Are you uh. Are you in a populated area? I know you're in central North Carolina, right? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm tucked in between Raleigh and Fayetteville, so I'm a, in a bit of a, the rural part of the state. So That's uh, not a bad not, thing these days. No, no, not at all. Not too heavily populated. I live out in the sticks, so don't have to worry about anybody coming and trying to steal my toilet paper or anything like that. I feel, <laughs> feel pretty safe out here. Uh, no, no, we're, we're good. Uh, I'm working from home for, for the uh, foreseeable future, and... Uh, my wife's office is closed for at least a couple of weeks. Uh, we've we've got the little one out of daycare, so uh, we're we're just hanging out here at the house, man. Yeah, how how long do you give it till y'all get completely sick sick of each other? Uh, it was about one o'clock today when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that when you said you started lying to your kid? Uh, no, well, no, that, that came later, although, uh, shout out to Ashlyn on Twitter for giving me the good advice of just, uh, keep lying to my children, um, my child, that is. What it, what's that? What was it you said to your kid today? Okay, so my wife- told him the cantaloupe was cheese, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, so, so my little girl, uh, she is 18 months old, about to be 19 months old, coming up on the big two, uh, and she is fully, fully involved in the, uh, terrible twos already, uh, and one of the foods that she just loves is cheese, and so my wife is cutting up a cantaloupe today, we just bought it, uh, got it from a local produce stand here in town, and, uh, sure enough, of course, my daughter gets interested in whatever it is my wife that's cutting up. Now, if we don't present it in a way that might be appealing to that little girl, she's not going to eat it. So, naturally, I look at her and go, hey, that's cheese, and of course, her eyes light up, and she ate, like, probably a quarter of a cantaloupe this afternoon, so there's that. 
Oh, that's awesome. She didn't even realize it wasn't cheese? I guess it's just the word. I don't know. I don't know. But hey, she ate it. So got to get those fruits and veggies in somehow. Well, it sounds like you've got a budding food critic on her, on your hands. She's going to be in the freaking New York Times in 10 or 15 years. Dude, let me tell putting, you. this child Putting restaurants under with bad reviews. This child has a personality on her, too. Uh, she, I, I'll say this. She's funny, uh, but she knows that she's funny, which can be a little bit dangerous. Uh, so she definitely likes to ham it up and, and try to try to elicit a reaction from you. Uh, so there's never really a, never really a dull moment here around our house. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, thankfully at this point I, I am without child and, and happy <laughs> about that. Oh, come on now. You have Walter. <laughs> I do have Walter, but, but he's easy. Like I, I, I feed him twice a day. I take him out to pee and, and that's it. There's, I don't have to convince him that his food. Well, is that's cheese. all we do. <laughs> there's, there's no back. There's no, hey Walter, this is cheese. Yeah, God, CPS is gonna kick down my door for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're the first, nor will you be the last to uh, to lie to your kid in their own best interest. Oh no, no, for sure not, for sure not. Hell, my parents still do it to me. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Anyway. So, yeah, we uh, we, uh, we we were planning to have a, a Braves baseball podcast, and we we went through through several different scripts for how we were going to make this first episode run, and we had some some really great stuff lined up for you guys and uh, had, a, had big plans to, to make this show drop the week of opening day so we could uh, – we could hit everybody at the peak of their baseball energy and uh, and give them some great content. And then look uh, how it all worked out. Hell. So uh, <laughs> so there's there's no baseball. Uh, we don't know when there's going to be baseball. Uh, and that really sucks. Um, one thing I will commit to is that when we get a new opening day announced, we will uh, we'll we'll run this thing back and we've got some great opening day content lined up for you. Um, but nobody knows when that's going to be. So in the meantime, we're just going to hang out and chat. So, uh, we're, uh, we've got a voicemail set up as anybody who follows us on Twitter already knows. Uh, you can give us a call or text anytime there. And, uh, luckily we've had a bunch of you guys call and give us some stuff to talk about. So uh, a little bit later, we're going to go through that and that's going to be great. Mucho, mucho gracias for that, everybody. Definitely, definitely. Um, and <laughs> oddly, it's uh, it's mostly people whose podcasts we already listen to. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I like, I like this fraternity we've joined already. Synergy, synergy. <laughs> Let, let's let's throw those corporate words out there. No, no, no. It, it really is neat, though. Uh, just saying, it's been said time and time again that Braves Twitter, for the most part, you know, feels like a big family. You know, we all. We all stick up with each other. You know, we all interact daily, um, sometimes almost all day, depending on what our workload at the office is like. But it, it's been really neat to see uh, see the warm reception of everybody uh, as we prepare to get this show on the road. And it, it's been neat to see um, how other shows have kind of embraced us, too. And we've done our best to try to help promote and push other new shows coming down the pipeline. So, uh, you know, high tide raises all ships, and, and we're just happy to be be part of a good community. Yeah, and, and while we're talking about it, there are uh, uh, several podcasts I want to want to say thank you to because we've had uh, a lot of Scott for Scott's here. 
Do you hear that? Bring the mic in close. That's not how the grass should sound. There's weeds everywhere on this lawn. It's time to take action with Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action. It gets three jobs done at once, kills weeds, prevents crabgrass, and feeds your lawn so it keeps growing strong. Ah, oh, much better. Get a bag of Scott's Triple Action today. It's guaranteed, or your money back. Feed your lawn. Feed it. Help in learning how to do this. First of all, the the first of the Braves podcasts that I started listening to was Nakahoma Nation. Um, and uh, and Ken Hendricks, one of the hosts of that show, has been uh, a, a huge asset to me for for figuring out how this whole thing needs to run. Um, so you, if you're into the Braves, uh, listen to them. If you're not, listen to them anyway. They don't talk about the Braves that much. Um, also, a uh, brand new one uh, that, that came out just before ours is, is called the Mansplain Baseball Podcast with, uh, with Emily, Ashland, and Marla. Uh, they're doing some great stuff over there. Give them a, sh- a listen whenever you get a chance. Uh, I know they're on Spotify, uh, so you can find them, uh, Mansplain Baseball Podcast. And then the last one, uh, who you'll be hearing from later in the voicemail segment, uh, is going to be the Let Me Just Say Podcast. Uh, it's it's more Dodgers. Sorry. He got banned from Twitter and had to start a new account, <laughs> yeah. so I got to figure out his new account name. It's at more Dodger Blues. I think he'll say that in his voicemail later, but it's not that big a deal. Anyway, his name's Jesse. <laughs> great podcast host. Uh, his co-host, Joe, uh, at underscore Joe Seppi on Twitter. Both of them have been really awesome, and, and Jesse's probably the, the person who's helped this thing go more than anybody else. Uh, so find them anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, it's the let me just say podcast those guys are awesome yeah absolutely uh all of those are fun follows on twitter uh uh, mansplain baseball elsewhere has been a really fun show so far they've got two episodes uh out already and uh you'll hear all from all three of those hosts uh later on in the show too during our voicemail segment uh so big shout out to them for uh helping us out here and, and jumping on the show with us yeah so so cam what are you doing to fill your time nowadays? Uh, I, ever, I imagine you, like me, and everybody else on the face of the freaking planet uh, has more free time than you care for. So so what are, <laughs> what are you doing to fill that time? Well, I'm learning the joys of working from home. Uh, I have found that when you're not constantly being interrupted, whether it's somebody poking their head in your door or calling your uh, direct line, uh, you get a lot more done than you do. <laughs> Uh, having to deal with all that. So I- I'm enjoying that, honestly. Uh, as far as spare time goes, uh, as I mentioned before, I have a child, so there's not a whole lot of oh. spare time. Oh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> like, I, I literally, uh, my wife and I just got her down for bed right before we started recording here. Uh, it's 8.30 on Thursday night. It's March 19th. Yeah, that, there's the date. Uh, so, yeah. Just got her down to bed before we recorded here, so uh, my life is not all too exciting, not full of a lot of thrills. Uh, Don't worry, no one's is right now. No, no. Now, normally this time of year, I would be uh, calling high school baseball on the radio, but uh, our state has shut down all high school athletics, as I figure most states have at this point indefinitely, so there goes two nights. They're not even going to class at this point. No, they're not, yeah. All, all, All the kids in North Carolina are out of school, and... No, uh, no real return date in sight. It, it certainly is a mess out there. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a tough time for everybody. Um, uh, I'm working from home as well, like you are. Um, my uh, my wife at the moment uh, is working for a, a hotel in in Buckhead in Atlanta, um, but uh, she just got furloughed for uh, at least a month. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the blowback of what we're dealing with right now and and lord knows when it's gonna end but god i hope it's soon yeah i, I just i don't know that there, there just feels like there's a whole lot of uncertainty out there right now but uh the good thing is we're, we're still having a good time here and we're glad that uh if you're listening to this right now however you may be listening to your podcast uh we thank you for tuning into this we're, we're certainly glad that we could be a part of your day-to-day routine and hope that uh that maybe it makes things a little bit easier on you by bringing you some uh entertainment we won't guarantee it'll be good entertainment but we're here nonetheless absolutely on the lighter side of things uh i have uh i've gone deep into into the netflix catalog uh and started learning about uh, a lot of stuff that uh, i'd never 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 ventured into before uh i i just the other day watched a a documentary that i i highly suggest called the seven five Okay. It's, uh, it's about the 75th precinct in New York City in the uh, in the 80s and early 90s. Basically, there's a cop that's running a drug ring out of this precinct. Um, apparently, the precinct was chock full of basically nothing but dirty cops. Sounds like it, a Mark Wahlberg movie. It it it's like a movie. When you're watching it, you're you're thinking someone wrote this, but it's actually a documentary, and and you're you're what you're seeing really happened. And that's, that's kind of crazy to wrap your head around. So I, uh, I posted about how great I thought it was on, on Twitter. And, uh, right afterwards, one of the dirty cops that was in the movie liked the tweet. So, uh, it's probably, (laughs) Um, uh... it's probably awesome that we're in quarantine. So I'm not brutally murdered, I guess. Time out. (laughs) Uh, so, I don't. I don't need attention from these from these guys who did ten years of prison time for selling cocaine out of a police precinct. Well, you got it. Well, yes, I did. Uh, so let, let, let me let me get this straight. So, this former dirty cop who has done hard time for selling hard drugs to hardened criminals. You believe that you are perfectly safe from him coming and avenging his wrath on you for a tweet that you sent out just because you're under quarantine. If uh, if there's one thing that'll stop uh, a crazed murderer from showing up at your door, it's a virus with flu-like symptoms. That I can say confidently. Are you just going to run at the door coughing and sneezing? Exactly, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to sneeze on him, and he's going to go back from where he came. And sorry, bud, you can bring all the guns you want. You don't have ammo like that. <sighs> Best of luck. <laughs> This is what you're going to deal with for the foreseeable future. Best of game. luck to you. So, uh, embrace hey, I, I, I watched a cool documentary a couple of weeks ago on uh, on What's the old it? Netflix. Uh, I watched ZZ Top, that little old band from Texas. Oh, yeah, there. that's on the list. I got to check that out. Uh, very good. Very, very cool. Uh, you know, ZZ Top's always been one of those bands growing up that like, oh, they're the guys with the beards. They're so cool. They make, you know, great music. But then like. You start watching this and you really hear their story from start to beginning and how they got it. You know, these guys are just they're awesome. Like they're, they're just such cool, genuine dudes. Uh, 
it very very good watch i recommend you go out there and watch it it's like maybe two hours long so it's a quick watch uh pretty fun the the production on it's really neat they they flip back and forth from live interviews to like animated flashbacks which is really neat really really well done i highly recommend it yeah i'll definitely check that out i'm i i love zz top first of all and cool story i actually i haven't had a lot of of celebrity interactions just running into them but uh, when I lived up in Chattanooga, I was waiting tables downtown at a restaurant called Blue Water. And uh, it had a sister restaurant next door called Big River Grill. Uh, and uh, there was just a door you could walk from restaurant to restaurant. So uh, someone comes in while I'm working and tells me that ZZ Top's next door. So I, of course, take care of my stuff and then walk through that door and go check it out. And lo and behold, there's Dusty Hill and Billy, Billy Gibbons just sitting there at the bar having a beer, they're headlining a festival in downtown Chattanooga that night. Uh, It it completely blew my mind. And they they just, however you've seen them when they're performing on stage, that's pretty much what they look like all the time. Uh, So it's, it, it takes you back when, when you meet somebody like that. So uh, I, I somehow mustered up the courage to, to go up to, Billy Gibbons and say hi and he wound up being the coolest guy like you, you you just it you don't know what to expect when you're meeting somebody that you've idolized like that um but I I I got him a beer and sat down and chat with chatted with him for just a second and he they were they were awesome guys and it, it's it's so refreshing to to meet a celebrity that uh that just is you know one of the guys yeah, in, in this documentary, so Frank Beard and Dusty Hill both come across as like that cool uncle that you have, you know, like the one that once you finally turn 21 and you went over to his house, he's like, hey, you want a beer? Come on, come over here. Oh, you, want, you want a beer? <laughs> you know, he they come across as those guys, like both of them are just super down to earth uh, and really cool. And then, like you said, Billy Gibbons just comes across as the coolest cat that ever lived that guy is cooler than the center seat of a cucumber i mean <laughs> just He's so a... awesome hey i saw zz top one time did you wear it oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah they, they were they were the hosts of monday night raw in raleigh north carolina all the way back in 2009 <laughs> which is Fan... of course where you expect to see zz top at a professional wrestling show oh absolutely let dude they were great though they were fantastic. They had like some great backstage segments and everything. And then they finally came out at the end beside the stage on the eliminator. And that was about it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Did they, did they like perform a song after the show or anything? Or were they just in there? Like do a couple of bits, collect the check and get out of there. They were out before John Cena's music hit for the main (laughs) event. I guarantee you. Sounds about. Hell, they, they, pr- they probably had they their probably private recorded it earlier in the day and just played it during the show. <laughs> they probably had their private jet just like parked out behind the PNC Arena in Raleigh. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> oh heck yeah, we're, we're we're some tough folks here in here in Central North Carolina. God Almighty. Speaking of private jets, I can hear one going over the top of my house right now. Clearly leaving Peachtree Jeff Donahue International Airport. Where's Jeff uh, going? I don't know, but uh, but I think he just waved at me. That was pretty cool. Uh, huh. He's probably going to his island, you know, where he can be quarantined safely for a while. 
rich bastard, I swear. <laughs> we love you, Jeff. Jeff's awesome. He's actually a super cool dude. I got to go down to hang out with him at the airport one day, and he, he took... I'm a little bit of an aviation nerd, so he took me around and then showed me all of the uh, the planes at the airport there. And uh, give him a follow at Jeff Donahue on Twitter. Uh, he's he's awesome guy. And uh, if you like the joke at the beginning of the show, you're gonna love Jeff Donahue's Twitter account. God Almighty! <laughs> oh yeah, he he he's full of them over there yeah. on, on the old on the old Twitter machine. I blame him for the way I am. I, I blame a lot of things for the way you are, Alex. <laughs> hey, you ever you ever have like weird dreams? All the time. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, like, anytime I ever ask somebody about that, first of all, whenever they get over the shock that I would ask such a personal question, they always give me like a weird look, like, "What? I don't remember my dreams," or "No, I don't dream at all." Like, I hey, swear, man, I we gotta we gotta come up with content for God knows how long. Like, I'll roll with whatever. <laughs> I, I legit know people that say that they don't have dreams and i'm like well that's sad somebody i've heard people mean- say that before it's weird that that's really sad somebody was mean to you as a child that that as as coach rick morris played by the great dennis quaid and the rookie says if you don't have dreams you don't have anything so be better if it'd been played by randy quaid <laughs> i think randy quaid should play just about every role in hollywood Oh, man. And that was like, what, 2001, 2002? So <laughs> I think he should have been the godfather. Like, who's this Brando guy? Put put Uncle Eddie in there. <laughs> hey, Clark, you come to me on my day of my daughter's wedding? And I... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank you. Oh, God. Oh, man. This is probably where people are going to start cutting this show off. Oh, to be yeah. Honest. We, just, we just got turned off by like 90% of the three people that were already listening. Hey, for that one person that's still listening, uh, glad you're here. Thanks, uh, Mom. Yeah, there we go. Thank, thanks, uh, Rake's Mom. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, anyway, you, you, were, you, you were talking about the natural. Go go ahead. <laughs> the na- Wait, what? <laughs> the movie. You were talking about the movie, right? No, what? No, I was talking about the rookie. The rookie, sorry. But speaking of the natural, I got a lot of heat on Twitter last night. Uh, I ad- I admitted I had never seen that movie before up until last night. Hey, Walter. Walter, Walter apparently has a serious opinion on this and needs to be heard. Hi, Walter. <laughs> Second. Right. We, ordered, we ordered DoorDash, and uh, I'm pretty sure that's what's happening right now. Ah. Somebody's here. <laughs> they weren't supposed to ring the doorbell. They were just supposed to drop it on the doorstep and go away. Quarantine. No, that's that's like the uh, all the food delivery services. That's what they're supposed to do now. Is oh really? Just, just kind of set it on the doorstep and go away. You're not supposed to interact with them. Dude, I'll, I'll tell you how far out in the sticks I live. Uh, we just got a pizza place in the city that I live in, like a year ago. That Ooh. will deliver to where I live. That's awesome. That's Kid a game not, changer right there. Dude, for the first your, time... Your like, property value just went up 10%. Oh, God. Moving on up in the world. Yeah, dude. The first time we ordered pizza there and got it delivered to our house, that is legit the first time I had ever ordered pizza to a house in my entire life. You're kidding me. No, but, I'm not. Dude. Are, are you living in the house you were born in? No, no, I'm not. However, the house I was born in is like three houses up the road from me 
Okay, let me rephrase that. I was born in a hospital. I was not born in that house. Like, I, I, I live out in a stick, but I don't live that far out in a stick. Country, it's not on me to judge if your mom was in a bathtub when you were born. <laughs> oh, man. I was in a bathtub when I was born again. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I'm I don't either. That, that was that was weird, but uh, I'm that gonna... was oddly prophetic of me. <laughs> hey, Alex, you're back with your supper. Uh, you like food? Do you like the Braves? Uh, who? <laughs> the uh, Braves baseball club of Atlanta. Oh, oh, we're doing a baseball podcast. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Yes, very much so. Actually, I, I I live in Atlanta. They're uh, they're my my local team. Prior to that, I lived in Chattanooga, and uh, they were still my local team. And that's kind of why they have so many fans all over the place is that they have a quarter of the country that that has them as the closest team to them. Do you do you live at the varsity? The do you varsity? live at the var? Do, do you live at the varsity, or do you live in a Waffle House? All right. And we immediately stray from Braves baseball. Let me tell you about the varsity (laughs) for a second. (laughs) Anyone who comes to Atlanta for the first time, the only time I'm going to tell them to go to the varsity is if I hate them. The varsity is absolute garbage, and it is nothing but novelty value. The food is terrible. So should I go to the varsity? No. Okay. No. I, I don't hate you yet. Give me a couple episodes. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I wear thin on people. It's coming. No, I, I've been to Atlanta probably, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 times now uh, in my lifetime. I still have not been to the varsity. Well, like, I, I feel, mean, it, I feel it, like I should for, go. For the novelty value, it's probably something you should do once, kind of like going to the world of Coca-Cola or... Um, I, I should do that. The, that was I great. Should, I shouldn't say the aquarium because the aquarium is actually really cool, and and I've gone there a few times even as a resident. But yeah, you should you you should go to the varsity once, experience like the crazy uh, the crazy people behind the counter and how they yell at you when you're trying to order and everything. That's all good good and everything. But once you get the food, the fun is over. <laughs> Well, you can probably say that for a lot of places. <laughs> Once you get the food, the fun is over. Now, if if you if you actually want to get good food, there are places up by the battery, right by uh, right by SunTrust. Well, uh, one day I'll get used to not calling it SunTrust Park anymore. One day. It's Truest Park now. When you go up to, to the battery at Truest Park. There are like a half dozen great restaurants up there to go to. So it's a really cool place for a ball game and you can get some good food if you go up there early enough. Dude, uh, my wife and I went to Goldberg's uh, Bagels before Chop Fest uh, just a couple of months ago. We split. uh, It was kind of like their version of the McGriddle. You know, it was like a big pancake sandwich with bacon, egg and cheese on it. You know, with some with some home style potatoes on the side. Uh, let me tell you, after splitting that and then walking around, uh, about halfway through my first beer, I had to poop. <laughs> it was. I'm amazed you could walk around like that. That was really bad. No, no, no. It it, it took a little. You need a nap immediately afterwards. 
it, it took a little time to settle. Not gonna lie. No, 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 no naps happening on this day, my friend. I was, I was jacked about uh, being in the fine city of Atlanta. When, when you have to drive like six and a half hours to come to Atlanta uh, to check out your favorite team and all of professional sports, you get pretty hype about being there. So. I don't know. A lot of times when I travel, the first thing I need is a nap. Like I was up in Chicago in January. We had a we had like a six thirty flight. Got there at like eight thirty. Um, well, I guess it was seven thirty because of the time change. Got to the hotel, checked in early, immediately fell asleep. That's because you're old. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm not oh, old. Man. I'm just a child. I'm not a child. I have a child. You are a child with a child. Like, you need Jesus. My baby's having a baby. Oh, God, please don't ever sing on the podcast again. Oh, I'm singing every podcast. That's how we're going to keep our listenership up. Anyway. Gross. So you like the Braves. Uh, How did you uh, start following following the fine Atlanta Braves, sir? Well, like I said, they were always the local team. So I, I, I... wasn't the biggest baseball fan as a kid. Like I played when I was little, um, but I kind of I kind of fell out of love with the game just because of the the circumstances. I, I wasn't that great of a player, but I was a pretty good catcher, um, and I, I played catcher in several leagues and uh, eventually uh, got to little league. And the coach's son was a catcher, and he stuck me out in left field, and I couldn't stand it. It was the most boring thing in the world to me. Uh, part part of my nature is I, I got to have a lot of different things going on at one time if I'm going to stay paying attention, and that was absolutely not the case in left field. So, I, well, you, still, uh, you should have started singing some John Fogarty to your coach. <laughs> no. Well, anyway. you see, center field wouldn't have helped. It's the same problem out there. That's kind of why I, I took I wound up playing tennis all through high school and and still play to this day, mainly because you're you're the only person on your side of the court and there's something going on at all times to keep you engaged. That's too um, much running. But anyway, um, it's, it's short distances. I'm good at short distances, long distances. <laughs> that, hey, if, that. if you see me running, you better start running too. Cause there's something behind me that you don't want any piece of. So I, I like, it's a good thing. I didn't play football. I couldn't do a 40, a 40 yard dash to save my life. Like give me, <laughs> give me five or 10 yards. I can cover that pretty easily. Uh, but 40 is not going to happen. So anyway, I, I stopped playing baseball after Little League just because it was it, not fun for me anymore. And I, I didn't really care to, to follow the game too much after that. But um, once, I, once I left the house, uh, I started watching little by little. And the Braves were always the natural, natural fit for the team. And uh, moved, started going to games when I lived in Chattanooga because it was only an hour and a half, two hour drive to, to Turner Field from where I lived. And... Uh, from there, it just started growing and growing and growing. And then uh, I really just the the last four or five years, um, well, a little bit more than that, really oddly when I moved away from Atlanta was when I started uh, I started really following the Braves because they were kind of the only reminder of home that I had. So I moved up to Chicago for a little while and uh, I remember the first year I was up there was when the uh, the Braves clinched, I, I believe it was the 2013 uh, NL East division at Wrigley Field, and I got to be there for that and uh, met and got Brian McCann's autograph after the game. And uh, nice. that, if I had to pinpoint a moment when when I really started following the Braves intensely, that was it for sure. 
Very cool. Very cool, man. How, how uh, about you? I imagine you're you're in the thick of Braves country over there in North Carolina. What uh what what got you started with baseball? Uh, I, you know, you'll hear this all the time, but really, it was it was TBS Superstation. Uh, so I you know, I was thanks, born in. Ted. Yeah, thanks, Uncle Ted. Uh, lo- love your restaurants. Uh, those homemade pickles are great. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, no, yeah. So uh, growing up here in in rural North Carolina, um, spent most of my summers at my uh, my grandparents' house, and they had satellite, but of course they had probably the cheapest package you could get but that included uh tbs superstation uh it always it also included wgn um so i've always kind of said that if it weren't for chipper jones i might have ended up being a cubs fan just because those were the only two teams that were easily accessible for me growing up at that age but a lot of my summers growing up were spent you know on the couch uh hanging out with grandpa watching braves baseball and you know and just kind of learning the game of baseball. I grew up playing, uh, started all the way from T-ball and played all the way up until high school. Uh, then, then once I got to high school, you know, started chasing girls and money and, you know, putting money into trucks and really didn't care about playing baseball anymore. Uh, but, you know, I, I miss playing. Uh, me and my buddies, we still, you know, get together every once in a while and, you know, and play wiffle ball or blitz ball every now and again. So, uh, you know, baseball has always just kind of been part of my life. And then, you know, like I said earlier, I call high school, high school baseball on the side for our local radio station. Uh, this is, this would have been my second season doing it. Uh, hopefully I'll get still get the chance to do it again uh, this year. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just uh, the Braves have always just kind of been a constant in my life, I guess you could say. Uh, and, and I feel like as I get older, my fandom, you know, continues to grow. But, you know, I try not to the way I look at it is as I see enough people you know, ride the doom and gloom train with everything, you know, it's just sports, you know, I just try to enjoy things, you know, that doesn't make me a bad fan, I don't think, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make me care, but at at the end of the day, yeah, losing stinks, but it is what it is, and I'm not going to let it, you know, totally affect my overall happiness in life, but, so if you hear me get, if you see me get quiet on Twitter after a bad loss or whatever, it's just because I, I don't care to sit there and, you know, gripe about it. It is what it is, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. And that, that's kind of the approach that I try to take to, to following it as well. You, you just, the, the losses suck. Yeah. But if you're focusing on that and you can't find the good and the fun in it, the hell's the point? Well, I, I think I think the point too is that if if you put the the sake of your happiness in the hands of something out of your control, then you are just bound to be unhappy, and that and that's how I choose to live my life. I'm pretty much a happy-go-lucky guy, um, and so I look at sports the same way too. But that 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 again, that doesn't mean that I don't care about the Braves. But uh, you know, I just I try not let things bother me. I try to be on the brighter side of things, and I and I hope that's what you know our podcast here can help bring you to once the season starts. It's kind of just a lighter side of things. You know, if we come on this show after a week of the Braves going, you know, two and four or whatever, we're not going to drag the team. I, I don't think that's going to be. You know, we might point out some things that didn't go well, obviously, because you have to. But I, I don't think Alex or I will. You know, come on here and spit on the name that is the Braves. Yeah, I mean, now now before something happens and you all drag us all over the internet, 
let me just say that if uh, shout out to the let me just say podcast. Let me just say that if we see a game five of the NLDS like we saw this past season and we record immediately afterwards, we're, we're probably going to be a little bit upset. And and I don't think you could blame us or anyone else for being upset. That was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. I but we barring, we're not talking about that. <laughs> barring something like that, we're gonna try to 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 keep a positive outlook on it and 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 you you know enjoy the game. Yeah, exactly. Let, let's all let's all be on the happy bus here. We've made a little bit of a name on the internet, and Lord knows the internet can be a, a, a desolate wasteland of negativity. So we're we're yeah. gonna try to not feed that any more than it's already being fed for sure for sure but hey uh so i think that i think that kind of explains you know the the origins of both alex and i's braves fandom um you know we kind of just want to give a glimpse into why we're choosing to do this podcast and and and, you know the reasoning behind it but uh we'll, we'll definitely be maybe look for some topics uh, for future episodes. So uh, we'll stay tuned to our Twitter and, and we'll, we'll definitely glean some ideas for you guys uh, until baseball season gets started. Cause obviously we'll need something to talk about. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be rough. God, I hope it's sooner rather than later. It's, uh, it's, it's always nice to have that distraction from real life that, that baseball can give you whenever you're having a rough day you know and then not having that and having a lot of rough days is is pretty tough but we're gonna we're gonna hang in there we're gonna be there with y'all and we're gonna uh we're gonna make sure that we can we can have some fun with you guys for the time being well i I think for so many people too including myself and i'm sure you feel the same way is that it just it becomes routine for you almost when it when it's baseball season, you know, uh, like for my wife and I, if, if I'm not calling a game that night, you know, our routine is we we get supper fixed. We, we have a meal together as a family. We, we hang out with the little one and play and, you know, get her ready for bed. And then by 730, it, it's Braves time, you know, and, and my wife and I will watch the game together. And then, you know, sometimes I'll stay over the post game show. Sometimes I won't. But it, it becomes that routine for you. Uh, and it is kind of it feels kind of weird being what should be a week away from opening day. And we know we're not going to have that. But uh, nonetheless, you know, we're we're here recording a podcast. Uh, we already made these plans so we're not turning back on them now. And uh, we'll be here when baseball season does get started. So going a little further on the Braves topic, what what are you looking for out of the Braves this coming season? Um. I think just just keeping up with you know what they've been building on. Uh, there's so much discussion about whether or not the team is better this year or whether or not it's worse. Uh, personally, I, I think they're going to be just fine, um, especially given the upside potential of both you know Johan Camargo and Austin Riley filling that third base slot, and um, you know the the potential production from Marcelo Zuna. You've got guys who are just a year older now and a year wiser and more experienced. I, I think my goal for them is to go out and remain competitive. Um, in almost all facets, the NL East has gotten more competitive during the offseason. Uh, so I think for the Braves, it's just going to be it's going to be crucial uh, to go in and just remain consistent and, and win the games you should. And, uh, you know, the old saying of you win 54, you lose 54. It's the other 54 that matters. Well, 
you know, those numbers are going to be are going to be a bit skewed this year. Uh, and, and it's funny too, looking at the original schedule for what we should have been starting next week. The first month of the Braves' schedule really wasn't all that bad. I mean, sure, it started out on the West Coast, but like they weren't really playing any overly dominant teams to begin with. So, in my opinion, if the season was starting the way it was going to, it was important. It was going to be important for the Braves to just start off hot. You know, to, to start off, you know, on a good roll there. Yeah, we were scheduled to have series with, what, the Diamondbacks, two series with the Padres and the Marlins to, to start the season? Yeah, I mean, it. you know, all three all three teams finished below 500 last year, and that's who you're starting your season off with this year. It was going to be crucial for the Braves to, you know, come out of those series with, you know, three or four series wins to start out the season. Um, it was going to be weird to be done with the Padres by April, what, 7th or 8th? Yeah, like I'm you not complaining gonna, about that, you, you were going to play all six of your games against them and be done with it by the, the first week of April? That's just strange scheduling. Yeah, the whole schedule is kind of weird. And then, you know, our our last scheduled series is an, is an interleague game, which is just odd. I, I don't know. Yeah, but it's the Astros. That's... That's a pretty cool season, ender. especially yeah. I mean, if I, I know a lot of people don't have expectations for the Astros this year because of what happened during the offseason with the with with the cheating scandal and everything. But yeah, I mean, they haven't lost. They, they lost Garrett Cole, granted. But a couple of years ago, Garrett Cole wasn't that good. And they You're- were still in the World Series. You're so, you're still talking about a 97 win team at least at least exactly if, so, if not so if I not 100 them, plus I looked at them as a, an awesome end of the season series because that's going to give you a great a, a great measurement for what you're bringing into the postseason especially yeah, it, it is. especially if you're in, in the thick of a of a, of a uh, division run. Yeah, no, I mean, the Astros are going to be fine, I think. You know, they're, they're going to finish close to 100 wins, and, hell, the Oakland, Oakland Athletics are probably going to finish with 94 or 95 wins and have to go for the wild card again. You know, that, that's just how top-heavy that division is. And then, of course, you got the Angels, too, who might be making a run at it. I mean, the, the AL West is going to be They're still a year or two out. Like, they've got some – they've got three or four of, of the best pieces in baseball, but – the other five are are kind of suspect. So I, I don't think they're there yet. I don't think they're ready to threaten, but they're going to make a huge leap this year. And I, I fully expect them to be perennial playoff contenders uh, in, in 2021 and seasons beyond that. Julio Tehran's going to put them over the hump. You know that, right? Has to. Has yeah. To. Julio. Big, big Julio staying here. Yeah, I mean they're they're Braves West. I mean they're an easy team for us to root for because anyone that leaves the Braves seems to go to the Angels. So oh, I'm I'm rooting like hell now that Rendon's over there. Oh, I'm I couldn't have been happier. Like that that's a almost geographically as far away as that guy could get from the NL East. Uh, so that made me pretty happy. Absolutely, yeah. When it came out that they had given Strasburg the big extension, I, my immediate reaction was, well, see you, Tony. Yeah, there and there was there was no way they could keep both of them, which put them in a pretty tough position because, I, I mean, obviously the Nationals won the World Series last year. They they started to threaten for the division towards the end of the season, but looking at what they did in the off season, they 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 lost more than they gained. 
Uh, yeah. and, th- and that's not really any fault of theirs, but they were just in a tough situation and there was no way they were going to be able to sign Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg. So it-, it was great for them to be able to pull in one of those two. But at the same time, they- there's there's a big hole left in that lineup from Rendon going out west. Yeah, I, I agree. There, There is. It's. It's going to be interesting uh, whenever this season does get started, if it gets started. Uh, so, I, I don't know. You're talking and, about and, the 2021 season? Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> plenty of uh, plenty of speculation and high hopes between now and 2021. By golly, we're going to be here every week of it. It's going to be an 18-month offseason. My God. Jesus. <laughs> Think about how bad, like, a, a what what was it four month off season was now, Twitter Twitter's going to burn to the ground. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, and, and Braves Twitter in particular, I don't know too much about other teams fan bases on the internet, but Braves Twitter is going to implode if this lasts any more than another month or two. Oh, for sure. Hey, speaking of Braves Twitter, uh, give us a follow on Twitter. You can find our podcast at Average Chatting. Uh, you can also find Alex over at Riley's Rakes. And then you can find myself, the Big Chop Man, at ChopNC93. Good well, Cam, good. what Cam, what cool. do you want to do now? Time to listen to your voicemails. Okay, so we've got a bunch of texts and voicemails to go through. Uh, first of all, we really appreciate all you guys calling in. We could use all the help with content that we can get at this point. So thank you very much for that. The first text is from Debbie on Twitter. She says, can you please discuss the plight of minor league players in this? They will not get paid during the break and they make as little as $290 a week. Once the season starts, some are international players and can't easily get home. I feel like they are lost in all of this. There are groups trying to sponsor them, and I'm currently taking a young Braves catcher from Venezuela who played in the Gulf Coast League. It would be great for people to understand the situation these guys are in and try to help. Uh, thanks for your text, Debbie. Uh, we're glad that you reached out to the show. Yeah, it's, um, you know, circumstances like this where spring training is getting cut short and guys are sending, getting sent back home. It's specifically hard on not only like the workers in the stadiums, which we've already learned that a lot of teams are taken care of and that the league has agreed to take care of those guys, you know, those guys and gals as they're out of work right now. But, you know, the minor league players is too, because Debbie, as you mentioned, they're not making a whole lot at all. And, and there's plenty, there's plenty of content on that, um, on, on those guys struggles. And there, there's plenty of argument about how MLB needs to step up and, and further help those guys. But uh, a good point about, you know, what's, what's going to happen to the minor league players. I think the good thing is, though, uh, just today we did see some kind of update that Major League Baseball is trying to put some kind of package together to help out these minor league guys um, for as long as they're going to be out of work, essentially. So hopefully that hopefully we'll see that come to the pipeline, um, maybe even by the time that this episode drops. There'll be some kind of resolution to that, so uh, we certainly hope to continue seeing that. But I think, Alex, you had a little bit more information on, on kind of what Debbie was talking about. Yeah, well, we we don't have a lot of specifics on the deal that Major League Baseball is, uh, is, is passing to to help out the minor leaguers at this point. But what we do have is something that uh, that our friends Debbie and also Chop on Corey on Twitter uh, have been really pushing heavily the last few days. Uh, if you go to morethanbaseball.org, uh, it's an organization that uh, that sponsors minor league players. 
Uh, and you can go and donate as much or as little as you'd like to these guys that are making what in a lot of cases really isn't a living wage and, and help them out through this time. So what they do is they, they provide every minor leaguer, whether they're signed for a dollar or a million dollars access to their services. Uh, they're, they are an open book. Their financial documents are all made public. So you're not going to get scammed out of your money. Communities that are hungry for baseball will receive the gift of baseball uh, wherever these players are from. And, and they, they really do this out of a love for the game. So uh, again, that's more than baseball.org. I encourage all of you guys to, to take a look at that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good, good point, Debbie. And thank you to uh, you and Corey for really helping that put, help put that out there. It's kind of neat if you've ever been around the minor league system, you know, at all, you know, there are sponsor families uh, in these specific cities that help house or help feed the players while they're um, while they're in town uh, for the season. Uh, But this is another great way to reach out and help support these guys, you know. Even if it's just a few bucks you can toss their way, uh, you know, these are guys that whether or not they'll be stars of tomorrow, they're they're folks chasing their dream, you know, and, and playing baseball at an advanced level. So um, and again, you know, like I said, there's plenty enough on, on the struggles that they're having financially. So uh, if you feel led to and if you have the ability to, you know, maybe something to consider going out and and just, you know, tossing a few dollars towards some some minor league guys and really helping them out uh, in, in this great game. All right. Uh, up next, we have a friend of the show and uh, someone I'm happy to call my my friend in real life as well. Uh, this is Amber Dobbs. Let's see what she has to say. Hey, this is Amber, a.k.a. Amber Goes Violining. Um, first of all, very important. Can y'all say hey to Walter for me and give him a hug? Hey, Walter. Because I'm his favorite hey. human. Number two question. Do y'all remember when the Brewers had their mascot dog, Hank? It was like a little white, fluffy, cute dog that they adopted. So I'm wondering what we can do to create a petition or get a plan put in place for the Braves to adopt a dog. What can we do? What steps can we take? And if they do get a dog, what are we going to name it? Super important. All right, bye. <laughs> I think it's I, important to note that Hank's full name was Hank T. Dog, and yes, he has a Wikipedia, and I'm looking at it right now. It's the the, the T stands for the, doesn't it? It's it's or, Hank the, it's Hank the dog. It's it's Hank <laughs> Hank the dog. <laughs> Hank T. I I, I dog. love it. I I, I love. Hank the dog. That's awesome. Um, as far as what we can do to make it happen, I have no idea. So I'm going to ignore that completely. Uh, as far as the dog itself, um, my first instinct is go- to go with a golden retriever because they're retrievers. They're going to go grab the bats, which is what you want to see. North Carolina's bat uh, baseball team, University of North Carolina, that is, actually has a golden retriever bat dog that goes and retrieves the bats after the uh, the players walk or get a hit and go to first base. Damn uh, right so they that's, do. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I love the Tar Heels. They've got a bat dog. What more do you want? Um, for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, okay, so, so we're in the South. We're, we're in the South. You, everybody you wanna, ha- everybody you has a black lab. lab. No. Yes. No, Dude. no. No, you need it. You need like a good old hound dog. You need like you need a bloodhound or you need a, a 
a, a Bassett or a Ridgeback or something. Come on, if, dude. If you grew up in the South, you had a black lab at one point. I grew up in the South and never had a black lab. For shame. I got a big old hound dog, though. How about that? That'll work. Okay, fine. Fine. All right. We'll go with some kind of hound. Fair enough. Fine. Some kind of hunting dog. Maybe even a bird dog. You know, we, we uh, go to the point. Uh, a big, wrinkly uh, bloodhound. Okay. All right. All right. We'll go with that. We'll go. We'll go with a bloodhound. What's his name going to be? Uh, Maddox. Maddox. Nah, uh, that's that's too obvious. You gotta you gotta he, go deeper. Than he was that. the mad dog. What what do you more do you want? We're gonna call it uh, longer hands. Oh my god. No. We we call it McGriff. The crime <laughs> dog. Or we'll, we'll tell you what we'll really throw him for a loop, and we'll call it Galarraga. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Stop! That, that name's been associated with cats for far too long. We need to get past that. <sighs> Thanks for the call, Amber. Appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate it, Amber. Thank you very Thank you. much. All right. What's up next? We got, uh, all right. We got uh, three in a row from the Mansplain Baseball Podcast. Here's uh, here's at Braves Emily on Twitter. Hey, y'all. It's uh Grace, Emily, I was just calling because, you know, there's no sports. So now you women are back where we rightfully belong in the kitchen or something with all this free time we have. And (laughs) we just want to know what y'all's favorite sandwiches are, either to eat, like, out at a restaurant back when we were allowed to do that before coronavirus, and what restaurant has the best one, or, you know, for y'all's wife to make you at home. Just, I will hang up and listen. Thank you. Tread that is lightly. a trap question Damn, if I've ever heard one. this first, sir. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite sandwich. Uh, so there, there's a local place uh, here in town, a family-owned, been in the community forever, called Bubba's. Uh, they make homemade subs and pizzas and really good stuff. They have the best capicola sub um, out of any place I've ever found. It, it's got capicola, uh, salami, your choice of cheese, and, of course, you know veggies and all that good stuff on it. Their subs come in two sizes. It's either 8-inch uh, or 16-inch. So if you get the 16-inch sub, basically you get two 8-inch subs. That's how that works. Uh, so if you go in there and order the 16-inch sub. You... We're intellectuals here. Yeah, look at there. I'm surprised I was able to pull that math off, to be honest. Uh, but if you go in there and you order the 16-inch sub, you know, you've got two meals right there. Uh, plus you get good pickles with it, home, home-cut fries. Good stuff, man. Uh, at home, ah. I don't know. I'm a I'm a big PB and J guy. Love peanut butter and jelly mainly because like my mom makes homemade strawberry jelly every single strawberry season. So I always have homemade strawberry jelly on hand. I don't have to buy Welch's or Smuckers or anything like that. Uh, so I don't know. PB and J can't go wrong with that. What about you? All right. Um. So for uh for for a restaurant sandwich. The best sandwich I ever had, I was up in Vancouver and walked into this random roadside restaurant, uh, and they had a porchetta sandwich. And for those of you who might not know, porchetta, basically they take the entire pork loin with the pork belly still attached and roll it up, still got the skin on it. And they 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 bake it to cook the, uh, to cook the meat inside, but then they 
they pour hot oil over the top of it to crisp the skin up, kind of like uh, like pork rinds or chicharron. Um, Jesus. Oh, it's amazing. And then they 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 basically shred slices off of that, uh, mix it up with some uh, some chimichurri sauce and throw it on a home baked bun. It is by a mile the best sandwich I've ever had. Um, if I'm at home, uh, it's I'm probably going to go to to the Kroger and get some uh, some shaved corned beef or something like that. A uh, little little Swiss cheese, little mustard on some rye bread and I'm good to go. Nice, nice. Solid choice. All right. So who's up next? We've got uh, the second of three hosts from the Mansplain Baseball podcast. Here is Braves Marla. Hi, guys. It's Marla here. Braves Marla on Twitter. Uh, first, I just wanted to congratulate you guys on the new show. Thank you, Marla. Uh, you guys are one of Thanks. my favorite follows on Twitter, or Aww. a couple of my favorite follows, I guess. So I'm excited to see what you guys do in the podcast world. Um my question to you is, I'm sure you saw clips of Trevor Bauer's Sandlot game, and you may have Oops. seen me talking about this on the timeline, so I will pose the question to you because I got mixed responses. Do you guys believe that there is any place for skinny jeans on an athletic field? A lot of those dudes were out there, you know, rocking it tight, and I just wanted to get your opinions on it, see what other people think. So thanks for your time. Good luck, guys. Bye. Was that good luck for, like, the show in general or for us trying to answer this question? I think for the show in general, because I think I have a pretty pretty clear-cut answer for this. So the question was, do skinny jeans have any place on the athletic field? My answer is no. Hot take. Hot Uh, take. Skinny jeans on guys specifically do not have any place in society whatsoever. (laughs) Oh, you're going all in on this one, huh? Go to Belk, get you some damn saddle bread or Wrangler or Levi's, get, (laughs) get either the crew cut or the boot cut and you're on your way. You're good. I say all all that as a larger man who can't wear skinny jeans. So nonetheless, (laughs) Well, I am also a man who cannot pull off skinny jeans, but as the son of a European mother, uh, I mean, if you can pull it off, more power to you. Uh, I'm, I'm just not that guy. Um, so you'll, you'll never see me shopping on that aisle, but uh, if, if, if you do, go for it. But uh, I don't know. Maybe check your body mass index before you do or something like that. I, I, I don't know. Mm. All right. Uh, and uh, last but not least from the Mansplain Baseball Podcast, it is Braves Ashland. Hey, y'all. It's Braves Ashland. I was calling because we know that Braves Twitter has a lot of anonymous parody accounts out there. The worst. I mean, we've got Azuna's Sleeve. So we've annoying. got Freddie Stubble. We've got Freddie's cat. We've got, you know, all those guys. And you two guys are also anonymous Braves accounts. Are we? So I was wondering. Not anymore. What's it like to be the most loved of the anonymous Braves accounts? Oh. I mean, is it like, do you feel famous? What, what does it feel like? Love you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Ashlyn. That is Thanks, very sweet of you to say. 
nice. Well, we're uh, we're we're technically no longer anonymous. Again, my name's Alex Butler. Uh, you're, I'm also speaking with uh, Cameron Matthews here. Um, but up until this point, uh, it's it's been weird. Like I, I made my account uh, just so I could respond to another funny tweet, and then it sort of blew up. A lot of people started following it. I still don't know why, but I uh, I still go on there and post my goofy crap, and people keep responding. So uh, we're gonna. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. I I'm I'm fairly I'm a fairly humble guy anyway. Like I don't. I don't necessarily feel Twitter famous. I definitely, I feel like I have a small circle on Twitter of people that I interact with. Um, and I feel like I've got a good relationship for those folks, but like my account, uh, big chop man was seriously created on opening day of last season. Um, it was simply because I wanted a Twitter just so I could interact with some folks. You know, I scoped out Twitter all the time during Braves games and just kind of see what people's reactions were, you know, when stuff would happen. But, I kind of wanted to start being out there and interact with that. And one thing I did notice was the surplus of these kind of goofy, anonymous Twitter accounts. So I'm a big wrestling fan. I'm a big Braves fan. I kind of molded those together and came up with Big Chop Man. And no, that's not me in my profile picture. I'm sorry. No, that would be Cobb County's finest, Mr. Ray Trailer. If you're heading on down to Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> We got to get that song on the show at some point. Hot times. Anyway. All right. So next, we're uh, we're moving on to Joe Seppi. He is at hey, real, real, well, real, real quick. Though, th- thanks to all three of the ladies though from uh, Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere for uh, leaving us voicemails this week here on our debut episode. Go check out their their podcast again. That's Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere. Good show. Go check it out. I didn't say their entire name, did I? No, you didn't. Ah. They're gonna, I'm gonna come drag and I'm gonna deserve it. Oh, they, dude, they're gonna drag you. That's fine. Bring it on. All drag right. Up. Anyway, now we're moving on to uh, to uh, one of my other favorite podcasts, the Let Me Just Say podcast. This is the one, the only, Mister Giuseppe. Hey, this is uh, Giuseppe uh, at underscore Giuseppe on the Twitter, and um, I forgot to leave this mo- voicemail. Voicemail. I've gotten moist mail before. That is usually not good. But, um, Did he say moist mail? Sorry, oh, no. R.I.P. And um, anyway, I like three minutes, and that's it, huh? Challenge accepted. But here's the thing about me in three minutes. That's more than double the time I usually need for anything in life. Okay? Oh, Jesus. Good, you got that one. Okay, good. Um, I think he was talking about so intercourse. So basically what I got to say is a lot of people out here freaking out for... Uh, for various reasons, namely, one is um, there's just there's just like not enough pavement on the road for these trucks to move around. Am I right? Like, come on, government. Let's. Uh, who cares about hand sanitizer and everything else when guess what? When my time's up at night and I need to park somewhere and there's only grass and dirt, it's 2020. Leave all that grass and dirt back in the 1700s. This isn't the Oregon Trail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what the hell show is even this that I'm calling anyway? I got a threatening DM, and so out of fear for my safety, I'm leaving this voicemail. What is the topic? Like, What are you guys even talking about? Riley Rakes, is this you? I don't even know your real name. This feels weird. Is three minutes up yet? I'm kind of driving at the same time, so I lost track a while ago. Anyways, hope you guys are doing good. I broke my tooth earlier. Uh, I'm going to get a dentist to get fixed. I can't get fixed because there's no dentist. 
Heater's on right now. I'm gonna turn that off. Boiling <laughs> alive. All right, well that's all I got. Hope you enjoyed my mess season preview. Doesn't matter. I'm never gonna play baseball again everywhere. Anyway, right there. Okay. All right. Talk to you guys later. Wherever you are. God Almighty. <laughs> you know, the phrase "There's a lot to unpack here" gets thrown around a lot these days. What the hell did you do to your tooth, Joe? I, I uh, oh man, I, I have to look at the transcript for this because there's God, there's just so much to respond to. Um, for those of you who might not follow Joe on Twitter, he uh, he drives trucks for a living, um, and uh, apparently there's not quite enough payment for him. So uh, I'm very sorry about that. Hopefully, <coughs> once uh, once America recovers from uh, the coronavirus, they will. Put down some more pavement. I don't know. His heater's on, so that's good. He's in the Pacific Northwest, so... uh you can't I, turn I, it off, though. You can't turn I it get... off. He was hot. He was hot. Yeah. Uh, go outside for a second. There's snow on the ground. It's fine. Um, he broke his tooth. Cold... What, what, how... I, we're going to have Joe call in again next week and tell us how the hell he broke his tooth. Um, he can't go to the dentist to get it fixed. None of us can. Yeah, we, we got to deal with it. Um, so that was his New York Mets season preview, apparently. All right. That went about as well as we expect the Mets season to. <laughs> Started oh. off promising and then kind of went elsewhere. That man's ability to ramble about God knows what is is, is unmatched in the podcast world. It really is. Well... Thank you, Joe, for uh, leaving us a voicemail. We we look forward to hearing an update from you next week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully your tooth doesn't cause you too much trouble. <laughs> Who else we got, Alex? Well, we've got uh, we've got Jesse, uh, his co-host on the Let Me Just Say podcast. Um, very different personalities, but they work really well together for some reason. Uh, so let's see what Jesse has to say. Yes. Hello. This is Jesse. A.K.A. More Dodger Blues, A.K.A. Coronavirus. <laughs> uh, no. Congratulations on the podcast. Here's my question. What? Would you allow me to cough directly into your mouth and risk possible death by the coronavirus? If it meant that the Braves would win the World Series this year, because I'll probably be dead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you very much, Jesse. Um, so what? A couple of things here. First of all, Jesse is actually sick, um, and he does seem to have some symptoms of what's going on. So, uh, really uh, hoping you get better. Um, because if you don't. The Astros fans are going to celebrate, and I am going to have to go after them, and I can't handle that type of responsibility. So, uh, <clears throat> moving on from there, he asked that if he could cough into our mouths with his potential coronavirus, would we be willing to trade that for the Braves winning a World Series? Uh, Cam, what do you think? Is he going to take me on a date first or I mean that he was he was fairly clear in the in the stipulations here. It's it's a one for one trade. So 
I'm being asked if I would let a grown man spit into my mouth for the no, brain. No, just, just cough. Not necessarily spit. No, 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 no. But, but, but if he's cough, if, he, if he's coughing, obviously some spittles coming along the way, right? Sure. Okay. Is uh, that what you're worried about, or is it the virus, Cam? Come on. Uh, all of the above. <laughs> I hard pass on this. Hard pass. That's uh, that, that's okay. Jesse, you're a good guy. Um, you're not spitting in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I I tend to agree. Uh, it's a tempting offer. I, I would love to see the Braves win a World Series, and uh, I do think it's going to happen sometime, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, but am I willing to uh, to risk? my own safety and uh the safety of my friends and family uh hell no that that's a that's a, a hard pass for me oh man what a, what what a question what a, what a hard hitting question uh good stuff so much thank you for calling into the show <laughs> that was incredible good good stuff from the guys over at let me just say Th- thanks for leaving us messages guys so thanks again for uh, for all the folks that left us voicemails and texts this week. Uh, we hope you can join us on that again uh, for next week's episode. Uh, this is Big Chop Man Cameron Matthews. You can follow me again on Twitter at ChopNC93. Thanks again for uh, for listening to our first episode here on the Chatting Average Podcast. Alex? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, like, like Cam said, really appreciate all you guys calling in. Uh, hopefully... We can uh, we can get some more in the coming weeks, and uh, we can we can uh, start up some some equally interesting conversation if if that's what you want to call what just happened. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Riley's Rakes, uh, and uh, we we look forward to bringing this to you again next week. I, I don't know what we're gonna talk about, but uh, we're we're gonna figure it out, and we're all gonna get through this junk together. We've reached the end of the show. If you want to connect with the show, you can contact us via text or voicemail at 678-242-9408 or on Twitter at Average Chatting. We'll see you all next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast.